0: Well, good Monday morning. This is a special edition because we're breaking up from last week. Last week we talked about cargo cults and how they may have more to do with religion, the way we practice it, than we are comfortable even talking about. Part two of that is planned for next week. This is Easter week or Holy week. In fact, I'm recording this on Palm Sunday since I have to be out early in the morning uh, to get some work done. That said, we wanted to do a little special different thing here. A who told you about Easter? And if you'll notice in the title, it is there are quotation marks around Easter. I grew up in a religious tribe that did not do anything special on Easter. And people didn't wear new dresses or new shirts and ties or any of that. And there weren't any f- special flowers in there and the like. And the reason was that these very good people, uh, they felt that this was a pagan holiday that had been co-opted by the Catholic Church. And therefore, to engage in it would be to engage in something sinful, the, um, the, the handing to God something which was pagan. Rather like in the New Testament, there were struggles about uh, eating things that had been dedicated to idols, so eating meat that had been dedicated to idols. They were very, very sincere about this, and I can remember the sermons uh, on why we don't celebrate Easter and why do we don't do Lent and like now some of you, your jaws are hitting the floor right now because you're thinking, what more holy thing could there be? But give a give a little room here. It all comes from the same source, and that is not wanting to engage in anything pagan. So. They, the same tribe, did not uh, celebrate Christmas, and th- most of them do, by the way, now. And most of them do celebrate something to do with Easter. Many of them actually even observe Lent, where they did not before. So be aware that when we talk when we talk about what things were in the past, that that's exactly where they are. They're in the past, and therefore things do move forward and people do change, whether that's for the better or worse. People can sit around and argue, but we're not going to argue. The basic thing comes down to this. They will say Easter uh, means star and it was a pagan worship time that was then uh, co-opted by the Roman Catholic Church. They always bring up, they always forget about the, the Orthodox Church uh, and the rest of the world. And they say, and, and, and we just can't do that. And, it, and it's wrong. It's wrong. Now, the word Easter, does it mean star? Generally speaking, yes, it does. In the Bible, Esther has that same name. She was named star, which I find a a really cool name. There were other things referred to other people or beings referred to as star. For example, Jesus is referred to as a star, but the word Lucifer actually means a burning star. Uh, There were different ways of using the word and that's very important that we get this history moves, things change. And words are malleable. They change in meaning. I mean, the worst thing that Shakespeare could think of calling somebody was mischievous. Well, to us, that didn't mean much of anything. But to him, it was as bad as saying demon possessed and evil and and from head to toe. Words change. So knowing that, let's talk about this. If we say we cannot say the word Easter because It is pagan and we can't celebrate it because it is pagan. We have two really big problems. First of all, the date. The date is actually pretty close to the anniversary. It might even be spot on the anniversary of when Jesus rose from the dead, Easter, and then rode in Jerusalem. Most likely on that Sunday, some scholars fuss and fight about exactly whether that was Sunday or not. We don't fuss and fight here. So let's just say Sunday it's pretty close to the exact date, if not the exact date. The reason that there are issues here is because the Jews use a different calendar. Uh, They, not for modern business, but in the Old Testament, in the early days, uh, they absolutely used a moon-based calendar, as did most peoples of the time, as far as I can tell. And it's not always easy to line up a moon-based calendar with a sun-based calendar, like we do. And even our sun based calendar had to have more than one major correction, but one super major correction. And therefore, if you go back, uh, whenever you say, well, what day was uh, George Washington born? Well, we all have an agreement now, but if you go back and look at when he said he was born, it was on a different day. Why? Because they used a different calendar then and they had to adjust because they didn't have leap years and therefore they were getting behind. And nobody, nobody wants it to snow in July unless you're on top of a mountain in Colorado. So they had to adjust and bring the calendars back and the, the Julian Georgian calendars. Oh, it can be a little confusing, but it can also be a bit of fun if you're into that sort of thing. And why not? Right. It's better than going on the streets. <laughs> uh, they have a hobby, I guess. The point is that's why Easter moves around is because it is still based upon the old Jewish calendar, not our sun calendar. And therefore it's probably pretty good, uh, when it comes to figuring out what is the date. So that's one problem they have. But what about that whole Easter thing and, uh, the bunny and the eggs and the like, I'll grant you the bunny and the eggs, pretty strange. And I've seen the, the video. If you've not on, on YouTube, I think it comes from BBC Scotland, but <clears throat> could be wrong there. Um, where the wee girl is talking to her dad and you don't see the dad, you hear him a couple times and she's going, well, what's the bunnies and the eggs have to do with Easter? And it's hilarious, Uh, I've seen it too. The bunnies and the eggs, that's actually um, a little bit of the fertility cults working their way into the thing. Does that mean that I'm opposed to bunnies and eggs? No, no, not even a little bit. And I'll explain why as we go, okay? These same arguments were used against Christmas and actually with a bit more punch and power because they had a little bit more on their side. They said, Jesus wasn't born in December. That was taking over the Roman pagan holiday of Saturnalia. And there's this evil thing here that, and they just, what you're really celebrating is pagan stuff. No, you're not. Was Jesus born in December? Almost certainly not. I don't know why that would bother any of us if we set aside a time to think about the birth of Christ and celebrate the advent. I don't think we need to actually nail down a date here. That said, it is taking over a pagan holiday and it is now calling it Christian. I don't have a problem with taking something that used to belong to the devil and giving it to God. I think that's kind of our job. He even told Adam and Eve, subdue the earth, bring it into subjection. And I think that's part of it. Um, it's not just learning how to farm and making vaccines. I, I'm smallpox, very natural. Whenever I hear people say, I just love nature, doing things organically. Well, smallpox is nature and it will organically kill you. Or, or we can come up with a vaccination that pretty much wipes it out, which I'm gonna take option B on that one we subdue the earth also by taking what was evil and cleansing it and making it christian so in the spring did pagans do fertility rites yeah they did they really did because they thought having a lot of sex actually brought spring in or at least that's the story they told themselves Uh, that's not what we're doing on easter if you pay attention what we're doing is celebrating color and life as a metaphor of the life coming back from the dead as Jesus came back from the dead. Every spring the world seems to come back from the dead and and therefore it's very easy to make these two things come together and say one should remind us of the other. There's nothing sinful in this. And if you want to avoid pagan words and pagan things, well, I hate to break it to you, you can't. You, You just can't. The names of the days of the week, all of them in honor of pagan gods. Some of the days, uh, some of the months of the year, also pagan gods. There are so many words that used to belong to pagan gods that we now use in either a neuter sense, in other words, it has no power, it's a neutral thing, it's neuter, it has no power, or it actually, we've turned it over to becoming a holy thing, which that's a good thing. I wear a wedding ring. I've been married to the beautiful Miss Cammy for 41 plus years. This started with pagans. Um, To wrap this around this particular finger was to trap your soul and heart to belong to the person that put the ring on. Um, That's actually not how she trapped my heart. But do I then say this is pagan and I will throw it away? No, 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 no. I'm very happy to be married to Miss Cammy and I would like for the whole world to know. It's not like I'm letting people know I'm off the market because there is no market for this. But Miss Cammie loves me and so I wear a wedding ring. What about um, wearing white at weddings or wearing black at funerals? Pagan origins. What about throwing rice at a wedding? Or now they don't like to do that. They'll say, no, no, the birds eat it, then they drink water, then they blow up. No, they don't. Complete myth. The reason we throw bird seed now, uh, some people throw bird seed is cause birds will eat it and then we don't have to sweep it up. That's the only thing, right? But again, it is a fertility right that we don't know. That's not what we're saying. We're saying they're married and so we're throwing things around. All right. It doesn't mean what it used to mean because we have moved on and our language has moved on and the dark corners that Satan used to own, he doesn't own anymore. Now he owns a lot of other corners, but we're heading for those, we want those too. How about steeples on church buildings? Uh, pagan origins, uh, they actually taught at one time that demons couldn't get in the building because they'd poke themselves on the steeple and the bells would scare them away too and that's why they'd play the bells. Very quickly, that idea went out the window because people kind of went, nah. And so the bells then began to be a, a way of calling people to worship and then also sounding the time to the day for the times of prayer. And, and that was a very beneficial thing. We didn't throw away the bells just because they had a bad start. Now it's true that when a, a Catholic priest, a Roman or an Orthodox Catholic priest comes through with bells and incense, that that has also had pagan origins. Does that bother me? No, it just doesn't because it's not being given to the devil. It's being given to God. Now, the church that I lead We don't do bells, we don't do incense. Why? It's just not a part of who we are. Does that mean that we oppose those? No, please. I don't have time to oppose people who believe in God. My job is to drive back evil and I'm not gonna fight people who believe in God. I need to fight ignorance. I need to fight um, disinformation. I I need to bring light. And by the way, we fight by bringing light, not by being mean to people, sarcastic to people or hurtful to people. We do it by bringing light, loving people till they ask us why. How about, um, oh, so many things. I, I I could go, we've gone long enough. It's what, 12 minutes plus, and it's a Monday morning message, it's not supposed to drag out. We are not afraid to answer the question, why do we celebrate Easter? Well, because two things. One, it's probably the anniversary. It's, if it isn't, it's super close. There were competing ways of uh, computing that with us in a solar calendar. Uh, the Celts had one way and Rome had another, and there was a big to do on Whitby Island um, uh, off the coast of England, and the Roman side won that battle. But regardless, we're not off much if we're off at all. So why not celebrate it? I celebrate, and people say, well, you celebrate the risen Lord every Sunday when we take communion. Yeah, guess what? I do too. And I don't just take communion on Sunday either. Go back a few weeks and see those Lord's Supper part ones and twos uh, in the Who Told You series. By the way, we're not afraid to expand this. We're gonna, I'm gonna move on, but number one, it's because it's near the anniversary. Number two, because I'll celebrate the risen Lord with ceremony and color and joy any chance I get. And if there's a special occasion when we can all get together and get really excited and happy about it, yay, I'm for that whether that's on Easter, whether it's on Christmas, or whenever it is, I'm that, I'm, I'm for that. And yeah, whenever I'd walk through Ireland or Scotland and they say, this is St. Bridget's Well, this is St. Cuthbert's Well, this is St. Nidian's Well. Um, I know that all those wells used to be attached to uh, pagan gods, but the missionaries coming through said, listen, you thought you were getting this source of water, healing and peace from this place. Let me tell you where it's really coming from. And then they'd attach a name to it. Historically, a lot of that has a bit of nonsense to it, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt me. There are things to be outraged about. This isn't one of them. All right, there will be more as we go down through the line. I have received a question, which I'm very happy to answer. And that is, well, you're doing all this, who told you this? Well, who told you that Jesus really existed, huh? And they thought I was afraid to answer the question. I'm not afraid to answer the question. That'll be coming up fairly soon, all right? But next week, we get back to who told you what God wanted in worship, part two. God bless you. I really appreciate you watching and sharing. This has been a lot of fun. Have a great week.